0: Well, this is going to be an interesting session I trust that the Holy Spirit brought people that needed to be here and kept people that didn't need to be here I believe each session will be so different and I believe this morning God wants to do heart surgery on us I anticipate some manifestations of the flesh of the devil and of God I believe the Lord wants to do heart surgery on us and so I'm just gonna go for it that's all I really can do is just deliver what the Lord has put in my spirit uh, for this conference and for this group of people and I also want to do an altar call that I've never done before The Lord has instructed me to do and so that should be interesting as well so let's pray how many of you know we need the help of the Holy Spirit Father we thank you for this morning God I ask even right now that you would send the rain of healing God I ask that you would do deep heart surgery on these watchmen that have gathered here today. God, I ask that You would break off the spirit of rejection, that You would uproot bitterness and unforgiveness. I felt in my spirit as we were worshiping, the Lord was saying over and over to this group here, do you love her? I didn't ask you, do you have a word for her? I asked you, do you love her? Do you love my bride? I didn't ask you if you had a burden for her. I didn't ask you if you had a prayer or a prophecy for her. I'm asking you today, do you love my bride? So, God, I'm asking that you would uproot all hatred for your bride in this room. Lord, I just ask right now that we would begin to cut through, Lord, the hatred, the bitterness, the unresentment, the woundedness. The Lord says you've come here with clipped wings, but you will leave here learning how to soar and fly high. The Lord says some of you are so used to running from Saul that you don't know how to embrace a Jonathan. Some of you are so used to fighting with Saul that you're going to miss your Samuel. Samuel was a fatherly prophetic voice in the life of David. And I believe that the Lord is giving many of us an olive branch today. Jesus, we love you. Amen. If you have in your Bibles, would you turn to Ezekiel chapter 3. Ezekiel chapter 3, we're at the Watchmen Arise Conference. The Lord uh, gave me the name for this conference because I believe that He spoke to me that Watchmen We're going to gather from all over the United States. I think last night we had about 10 different states represented many parts of Florida. And so I believe that the Lord would want to speak a message specifically to the watchmen. And I have personally uh, been working and training and equipping watchmen through prophetic schools and different trainings and teachings full-time for the last 10 years specifically so i've had a lot of dealing in interaction with prophets prophetic people intercessors from really all over the united states uh, different foreign countries and i have noticed and i have taken note if you will of a profile of a path of similar things that mark Prophets, prophetic people, intercessors, watchmen, certain things that happen in their life. And oftentimes what happens is that there is tragedy, there is rejection, there is fallout that happens, not necessarily because of the sin in our lives, but because of the call on our lives. It's like there's a call, there's a mandate, there's an assignment, and it's not you that they're rejecting, it's the call. It's the assignment. And if God is not taking offense, why are you? I hope you're ready for this morning. I'm just going to shoot you straight. Some of us in this room need to get delivered. We need to get delivered of church hurt. We need to get delivered from hating the body of Christ. From being bitter and full of resentment toward church leaders. Many of us are guilty of taking on an offense that's really God Himself. And I want to encourage you, God is fully capable of vindicating His name. God is fully capable of vindicating His name. So the call of the watchman, we're going to begin reading here in Ezekiel 3, but if I could sum up the call of the the watchman, I I want you to look at me real quickly. Here's how I'll sum it up. You will be rejected. Let, let me sum up the call of a watchman. You will be rejected. Get over it. If, I, if I've done one prophetic training, I've probably honestly done more than 510 years. I've been rejected. The church hates me. I've attended 20 churches in the last 20 years. I've been I've been this and I've been this, and all I'm hearing is I've been rejected. I've been rejected. I've been rejected. Welcome to the party. I mean, however, your mom, your dad, the church, your friend, your kitty cat, the dog. I mean, you you've been rejected. But here's my encouragement for you. There's a difference between being rejected and walking with a spirit of rejection. There's a difference between being rejected and then operating in a spirit of rejection. I'm going to tell you that you can be a watchman, rejected, not because of the sin, but the call, and still be healthy, still be mature, still have joy in your life, still have friends. We can get delivered of the victim mentality of the, the, of the American church is going to a hell in a handbasket. Well, how many churches have you attended really? We, we say the term church, like we've been to the 1.8 billion that we have in America. No, your experience or your one little ditty at that church with that Saul doesn't mean that every other church leader is a Saul. That controlling, manipulative leadership that you were a part of, see, when we allow rejection and bitterness, it begins to color it begins to, not, not just one, but they're all. We begin to generalize. We begin to make statements like all church leaders, the church as a whole. Yes, there are definitely places in America that are controlling, that are manipulating, all, all of those kinds of things. But how many of you know, and if you don't know, praise God, I can give you the names and numbers of these people. There are plenty of remnant churches and ministries. There are so many messengers in America that are not playing church. They're on fire for God. Just because you haven't been there doesn't mean they don't exist. Some people, you just got to get out of your hobbit hole. You've got to get out of your cave, which by the way is Old Testament, And learn how to come to a dining room table, New Testament. It's called family. We've got to get delivered of our cave mentality, Old Testament, and learn how to get seated at a table called family, New Testament where when you sit across from people, it's all the same. I mean, you get watchmen, prophets, prophetic people. I just want a gong. Boom, 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 boom. It's all the same. It's all the same. Wounded, hurt, rejection, bitterness, unforgiveness. The thing that a lot of people don't realize is that similar spirits attract. Been warning these people like, oh, the church. So I guess they're called to plant a church in their region, not out of a call, but out of hatred toward the church. So you have all these people in America planting churches not because God called them, because they hate the church, and then they can't understand why they just attracted every Jezebel and Judas in town because similar spirits attract. Okay, I think I'm getting into meddling now. but It's possible to be rejected and not walk in a spirit of rejection. Watchmen arise. Welcome to the rejection party. But you are not a victim. You are a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You, you can choose to wallow in the pity party Or you can allow the Lord to confront you this morning with this. Do you love her? Not do you have a word for the church and a Facebook account and followers and likes. and Do you love her? Do you love her enough like your own daughter? Where if you faithfully gave her the word of the Lord and turned. I'm pretty sure she turned. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't throw her away. I'm pretty sure we should be modeling the heart of the Father that would leave the door open 24 hours a day just yearning and longing for her to come home. The Lord is merciful. The Lord is slow to anger. The Lord is kind. Yes, I believe judgment is coming to America. But yes, I believe we're about to see a great outpouring of mercy upon this nation. I want you to check your heart today. I want you to examine your motives today. I want you to ask God to fill your heart with love today. I want you to ask God to deliver you from the rejection of so-and-so. Some of you, this traces back all the way to your youth pastor. All the way to whoever your spiritual figure was growing up, the Lord says, Today is your day of deliverance. Ezekiel chapter 3. Here's the call of one of the more famous watchmen. Then he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find, eat this scroll, and go and speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he fed me this scroll. And he said to me, "'Son of man, feed your stomach and feed your body with this scroll which I am giving to you.' Then I ate it, and it was sweet as honey in my mouth. And then he said to me, "'Son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak with my words to them, for you are not being sent to a people of unintelligible speech or difficult language, but to the house of Israel.'" nor to many peoples of unintelligible speech or difficult language whose words you cannot understand. But I have sent you to them who should listen to you. Yet the house of Israel will not be willing to listen to you, since they are not willing to listen to me. Surely the whole house of Israel is stubborn and obstinate." So I want you to put yourself in Ezekiel's shoes where he's being commissioned as a messenger of the Lord. I'm going to put my word in you and by the way, they'll be deaf. By the way, they won't listen to a word that you say. Now, many of us, we'd be done right there. Actually, I'm looking for a ministry with a platform, brother. I'm, I'm looking for a ministry that will grow and where everyone will listen to every word that will. Listen, if that's your goal, the call of the watchman's not on you. Amen. Right. Right. Here's a ministry. I want you to speak forth my word and they're not going to listen. Here's what I feel like the Lord is saying. Therefore... Actually, the ministry of the watchman has more to do with your own heart than the people I'm calling you to minister to. Yeah, there you go. Write this down. Listen, listen. If the call of the watchman, the prophet, the intercessor, is to faithfully declare the word of the Lord, and P.S., they won't receive the word of the Lord... It's like I heard someone say about prayer. Prayer is not so much about changing the world, as changing you. What if the call of the watchman has very little to do with type of impact you're going to have outward and how much of an impact God wants to move inward? They're not listening. Join the party. He's not listening. She's not listening. As if that gives us a license to get angry and bitter. I want you to look at this. Verse 7. Yet the house of Israel will not be willing to listen to you. Why? Since they are not willing to listen to me one of the major ways you work through rejection as a messenger is you recognize they're not rejecting you they're rejecting the Lord stop taking it personally the number one piece of ministry advice I could give any person entering into ministry is this do not take it personally do you know how many pastors' weeks are made by what comes in the offering? Yes, yes. By who came to church? By who served? By... <laughs> Don't take it personally. You work for God. He's the boss. He's the shepherd. He's the prophet. Don't take on an offense that's not yours to take on. Verse 8. The prophets like this one, Behold, I have made your face as hard as their faces, and your forehead as hard as their foreheads. As one prophet once told me, this means God loves for us to butt head, to to headbutt the body of Christ. I literally worked with this guy one time. He said, I have the ministry of headbutting the church. Boom. As if this is some ministry. I just walk into places and I was ministering at a church in Colorado. A woman came up and said, Jeremiah, I have the ministry of, I quote, blowing up churches. I said, Huh? She said, Yeah, the Lord exposes the sin. I go in there, I stand up. I rebuke all the pastors. I rebuke all the leaders. She said, this year, this is my 52nd church in six months. I can't tell you how many prophetic people that are wounded, that are arrogant, that are prideful, that operate in a spirit of rejection are causing just as much, if not more damage than controlling church leaders. See, but we don't want to hear this as prophets because it's all the church leaders' fault. It's their controlling, manipulating, quenching the Holy Spirit. It's it's all them. And I'm going to tell you that there are numerous places all over America that are not operating in the Holy Spirit not because of controlling leaders but because of wounded prophets and prophetic people. We don't want to follow protocol. We don't want any order. As I once told a group, freedom does not mean free-for-all. I think there are a lot of prophets and prophetic people, they're just looking for a free-for-all. The spirit of Elijah wants freedom in a church so that God can move. But the spirit of Jezebel wants freedom in a church so that they can have the microphone. Oh brother, is God just not moving there or you want the microphone? How we doing? The call of the watchman, watchmen arise. Do you love her? I got a word for her brother. It's burning in my bones. Do you love her? Will you lay your life down for her? Francis Frangipane says, we have no right to judge the church unless we're willing to die for her. Oh, you mean I have to actually get off Facebook? Yep. Brother, the Lord has given me a Facebook prophetic ministry. You know, it's interesting in Ephesians 4 where we're called to train and equip the body. It's hard to do that behind a computer screen. It might require a greater measure of love to actually deal with people than just type a status on Facebook. Heart is flint, forehead. Verse 10, he said to me, Son of man, take into your heart all my words. I want you to circle heart. Take into your heart all my words which I shall speak to you and listen closely. What is God trying to communicate to Ezekiel? I would beg you to write this down. Here's what he's saying. It is possible to deliver the word of the Lord without the heart of the Lord. A majority of prophetic people that I deal with consistently who are frustrated, who never see prophetic come to pass, who just can't find a way to let their gift flow, many of them accurately carry the word of the Lord, but they've never let the word of the Lord penetrate their heart. They've never learned how to apply the correction they think the body of Christ needs to their own life they've never tested the spirit of their own prophecy. We dealt with a couple years ago who their message was, you know, the body of Christ is an intimate and, you know, she's a whore and, you know, all this, all this kind of stuff and then come to find out when they came into marriage counseling, they hadn't been intimate in 21 years. So I'm thinking, what? You, you, ha- you have this prophetic ministry of intimacy with the body and three songs and a nice message, and it's all fake, but yet your marriage is fake. See, the most dangerous place to be in as a watchman is you have a word for everyone else but you. It's quiet in here. The Lord told me this morning that the wounded watchmen have gathered. Those with clipped wings. I had a dream last night where many who entered here, you're bleeding out. Your trail has come in from the parking lot. There's blood here. You've been cut. You've been wounded somewhere along your way. And you didn't come here to get ignited. You came here to get healed. Because if you don't get healed, you're going to become collateral damage. You're going to do more damage than you will good. It's time to get healed. It's real. It's raw. Before the truth sets you free, you're going to hate it. Verse 14, so the Spirit lifted me up and took me away. And I went embittered in the rage of my spirit. And the hand of the Lord was strong on me. Then I came to the exiles who lived beside the Kabar the, the Kabar River at Tel Aviv. And I sat there seven days where they were living, causing consternation among them. Now it came about at the end of the seven days, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man. I have appointed you a watchman to the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, warn them from me. I want you to underline that seven days. So Ezekiel gets the commission. By the way, they won't listen to you. I'm going to make your forehead hard as flint, not so that you can headbutt the body of Christ, but so that you can fulfill the assignment on your life knowing it's not you they're rejecting, it's me. And then before the Lord says, I have set you as a watchman on the wall, He sits among the exiles seven days. Now what we have to understand is seven days is the customary morning time for the dead. What's God doing here? He's saying, before I launch you out into ministry, sit down. Before you run with my word, I need to give you my heart. I believe Ezekiel was mourning the spiritually dead in his nation. I'm telling you, when you hear people that begin to bash, that begin to cut, that begin to accuse, it's a sign they're not praying enough. Yeah. Now, if you've heard these people, you, maybe you read them on Facebook, you listen to them, you're like, something's not right in here. That, that's not coming from a healthy place. That's not, that's not coming from a hope that they're wounded. It's because they don't spend enough time in prayer. It's impossible to accuse while you pray. We are called to pray for the body, P-R-A-Y, rather than pray on the body, P-R-E-Y. If you're not living a life of prayer, you are praying on the body, not praying for the body. This is why I believe that the standard for true prophets and prophetic people is not can you give an accurate prophecy, it's actually can you pray. Jeremiah gets up in his day in Jeremiah 27, 18, and he looks at the false prophets and he says this, If they're a true prophet, let them make intercession to the Lord of hosts. Man, somebody's got to catch this today. Prayer is the antidote as a prophet of the Lord to ensure you're operating in discernment, not accusation that you're not beating the body of Christ and pushing them down. You need to get in the place of prayer. So dangerous prophets and watchmen are individuals who don't live a life of prayer. Because prayer begins to cleanse and purify and get the heart of the Lord so that we see a generation of watchmen rise in the earth who deliver the word of the Lord with the heart of the Father. It is possible to deliver the word of the Lord without the heart of God. And primarily, you will be rejected not because the word you gave wasn't right, but the spirit you gave it in wasn't right. So I wanted to preach today on the spirit and power of Elijah. Because God has been revealing to me that it is the spirit and power of Elijah that will come on the last day's church, especially the Watchmen, that will really capture what we're saying. So turn to Malachi 4, 5, and 6. I'll just get into it for a few moments. And we need to pray today. I, I want to make sure that we give our best attempt with the help of the Holy Spirit to to address these clipped wings, these wounds that we're carrying. I, I just I felt even this morning, you know, when when a, a, a dog is wounded in the woods and it's trailing blood, that's the trail that a larger animal follows to devour it. In the same like manner, if you're bleeding out, that will be the trail that the devil takes to devour you. Something, as I said earlier, similar spirits attract. If you're harboring unforgiveness, woundedness, in other words, another way to say it is, we teach people how to treat us. If you have wounded, unforgiving, gossiping, it might not be them, it might be you. If you've been to the last 10 churches in 10 years and it's all them, it might be you. Them and them and them and them and them. We need to start looking in the mirror and saying, Lord, is there anything in me I had a guy the other day, brother, I've tried out 10 spiritual fathers in the last 10 years. I've been in this network and I've been in, they're all Saul's there. I said, brother, honestly, if you've tried 10 spiritual fathers and you're telling me all 10, are controlling and manipulating, I'm actually going to vote that there's something wounded and rebellious in you that ten spiritual fathers couldn't deal with. If there's a trail, if there's a history, see, this is what I want to know. Are you traceable? Well, brother, I'm a healthy, mature watchman. Good, what table are you dining at? I'm healthy and mature. Good, where are the healthy and mature leaders? So Malachi 4, 5, and 6. If you're tracking with me, say amen. Amen. I know this is one of those amen, ouch messages. There are some messages that are amen, and then some of them it's amen, ouch. This might be one of them. But I'm telling you, the Lord is here to heal and deliver and wrap His loving arms around us as watchmen and say, it's going to be okay. You're in good company. I mean, think about the ministry of Jeremiah. (laughs) By the way, they didn't listen to anything he said. By the way, they didn't... I mean, don't forget Isaiah... Woe is me! I'm sending you. Oh, and by the way, they'll be ever hearing but never understanding, ever listening but I mean, we're like next. Get up next prophecy line. Bring in the next prophet. Come on, Jeremiah. Oh man, he was a he was the weeping prophet. Well, well what a, why? why Why? was Jeremiah the... What, what consolation is there? Here's a prophetic ministry and no one will listen to you. I'm telling you, a lot of us would hang it up there. I'm done. Here was the consolation. Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. I don't believe because he cried so much, but because he got caught up in the weeping heart of God for his nation they're not going to listen to you and here's the invitation. I want to teach you how to fellowship with me. What if the call of the watchman has very little to do with them listening to you and most importantly what it's doing inside of you? Malachi 4, 5, and 6 should be familiar. Behold, behold, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And he will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the land with a curse. The spirit and power of Elijah, Malachi says, will come before the great and terrible day of the Lord. We know because Jesus told us that John the Baptist came in the spirit and power of Elijah. Zachariah, his father, prophesied it that John the Baptist was raised up to turn fathers to sons and sons to fathers and mothers to daughters and daughters. It's, it's part of a fulfillment that I believe is still needing to be fulfilled today. And I believe that the spirit and power of Elijah is one of the primary mandates that the watchmen in this nation are called to carry. I've said all that I've said this morning to tell you that I believe that one of the primary functions of the watchman in this hour is to carry the spirit and power of Elijah in your ministry. Now, what I believe the Lord is saying, especially for the sake of time, is this. We live in a generation who's crying out, where are the spiritual fathers, I don't know if you've prayed that prayer, but there's all sorts of people that are looking for fathering, they're looking for mentoring, they're looking for mothering, and unfortunately, we're seeing at times that even exploited. One of the things that angers me the most, especially in this country, is that we're offering people what I call a -a rent-a-daddy. You pay them a monthly fee to be underneath their covering and you don't even have their phone number. That's not fathering. That's called pimping and prostituting. There's no relationship. There's no love there. In fact, some of these individuals, they're so busy they can't be your dad. I hope you would know that and they would get that eventually. But hear me, the spirit and power of Elijah is coming. We're living in a generation that's crying out, where are the spiritual mothers and fathers? But where I want to go this morning for just a few minutes by direction of the Holy Spirit is this. Is it a cry of where are the spiritual fathers or mothers? That's legit but is not just as a legitimate cry this, where are the sons and daughters? In other words, as much as we're trying to find a father, what kind of son or daughter are you? See, because I know a lot of sons and daughters, the only reason why you want a father is because you want their platform. There's a lot of opportunists, a lot of sons and daughters just looking to connect to someone that's famous to validate a need in their own heart that only God can satisfy. I want us, know you want a rent a daddy. You want a pimp daddy. They want to use you and you want to use them. It's for the birds. Some parts of the country, literally, the, they would have just manifested demons on the front row. But I believe, hear me, track with me, that the Lord wants to place responsibility. In other words, the Lord wants to change the narrative in the church. He wants to deliver you from being a victim of where is your spiritual mommy and daddy, and he wants to begin to focus your attention on your own self, and are you preparing yourself to be fathered? What kind of son or daughter are you? See, when the spirit and power of Elijah comes... The hearts of the fathers get turned to the daughters and sons, but the hearts of the sons and daughters are turned to the fathers. In other words, I don't have to wait for a daddy to position my heart. I can position my heart now without one. It's interesting in the Scriptures especially the Ten Commandments, honor your father and mother, is the only one transferred to the new covenant with a promise. In fact, Jesus said, honor your father and mother so that you might live a long life unless you live under a curse. Can I tell you that in our generation there is a curse upon this nation not so much because of a lack of fathering but because of a rebellious independent spirit that's gripped the church where we reject authority. There is a blatant disrespect among many young people when it comes to honoring the fathers and mothers in our nation. And I'm just gonna categorically tell you this because I've heard it from heaven. There is a spirit of lawlessness in the church. We're mad, we're angry because mommy or daddy hurt us when God is looking for a generation who's willing to forgive before they even hear, I'm sorry. see i don't have to wait to forgive someone that hurt me until they repent the power of forgiveness is if i choose not to forgive you i'm enslaving myself to you i'm imprisoning myself in a prison cell with you until I choose to forgive. So I know in my own family, for instance, I was seriously wounded by a family member, and I remember the day a man preached a message on forgiveness. I hit the floor, and the Lord said to me, Jeremiah, you've got to forgive. And I said, Lord, but they haven't owned up to what they did to me. The Lord says that has nothing to do with the power to forgive. I forgave in that moment, and here's what happened next. I called that family member on the phone and said, I forgive you, and they said, for what? Another opportunity for the pain to double. That you would get the courage and a spirit empowerment to forgive the one that hurt you, and they won't even acknowledge your pain. Honoring our fathers and mothers does not have to do with agreement. The reason why many people refuse to honor their mother and father, I'm talking about your biological mom and dad. I'm talking about spiritual mothers and fathers, people in authority. We refuse to honor an older generation because we disagree with them. I want to tell you, honor has nothing to do with agreement. If we only honor those we agree with, welcome to a cult wow. and we think they got to dress the same talk the same do the thing no wherever there's variety and diversity that's where the kingdom of God is we've got to get to the place in the body where I can disagree with Jenny and I don't have to demonize her to people You've got to get to the place of maturity in your life where you can disagree with someone and not have to demonize them. Paul walked away from Barnabas not quoting scripture, not gathering a gossip colony of people and they did this and warned them about this and you better watch out for that guy. No, there was a gifting, there was a calling, there was a grace and there was an honoring in their life. Hey, just because you don't like them doesn't mean I have to. Just because you don't like their style and their flavor doesn't mean I won't like their style and their flavor. So let's get back to the issue at hand and land the plane. So the Lord says to Ezekiel, I've called you as a watchman. The call of the watchman over all, you will be rejected. They're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me, says the Lord. It's not enough just to give the word of the Lord, he's called us to do it with his heart now the spirit and power of Elijah is coming upon this generation of watchmen and the Lord is asking us as watchmen are you honoring your fathers and mothers well they've rejected me are you honoring your fathers and mothers I believe that there are watchmen in this room who have failed to honor your mom. Well, you don't know what they did to me. Are you honoring your father and mother? Well, you don't know what church leaders did to me. Are you honoring, are you walking in forgiveness? They rejected me. Fine, do you have a spirit of rejection on you? One of the greatest needs in the prophetic movement is called inner healing. Honor your father and mother, and you will live a great life, a new life. So I chose to forgive a family member. I've shared this often, but many people don't know that I worked at a church for two and a half years as a young adult and associate pastor. I had an encounter with the Lord, and God called me to plant Heart of the Father ministry. At the time, that pastor and his wife were like a mother and father to my wife and I. When I went back, I sought some counsel trying to do the right thing. I reached out to some spiritual fathers and said, hey, I feel like the Lord's called me to plant a church. I don't really know when or where. And they said, why don't you go to that father, that pastor in your life and just share what the Lord said to you. So I went and shared that. And I was told something that people say to you that you'll never forget. If you want to plant a church, now or ever, within 50 miles of here, you're fired. So I'm coming out of this encounter. I've got two and a half years invested as a college and associate pastor. I have this encounter. I seek counsel, I know at some point I'm supposed to plan a church, I try to do the right thing, I go to this father, and he says, if you want to plan a church now or ever within 50 miles of here, hit the road, Jack. I mean, I literally remember stumbling out of the church, beginning to weep, sitting in my parking lot in the car thinking, what in the world? I went home and told my wife she spent the first three months in the bed weeping and crying soon after that they came after my credentials because i was labeled a false prophet in a certain denomination i remember going into the meeting with some older guys and I didn't want to go. I really didn't even think that I had to go. I called up a spiritual father, and I said everything that they're saying is false. It's accusation. And this is what he said to me. This is what his counsel was. Jeremiah, you need this for your destiny. Was Jesus not led like a lamb to the slaughter and didn't say a word? He said you need to go in there, and they're going to shred you to pieces, and God says don't say a word. So I go to this meeting and literally get filleted. I get beat on. I get, I mean, every single thing. I'm just literally sitting there as a young man called to the ministry, you're a false prophet. They stripped away my credentials, all this stuff. So I leave the meeting, and literally I'm just like whacked out. Just like, what happened? I go home to my wife. I mean, we're, we're crying again. The rejection, the bitterness, the unforgiveness, all of this stuff, the character assassination. I mean, literally, they never even let us say goodbye. Like, don't ever come back to this church. Don't call anyone. Don't text anyone. Just forget it. I remember falling on my, Lord, what do you want me to do? The Lord said, Fulfill the vision I gave you. I said, uh, it definitely didn't look like this. <laughs> Lord said, I want you to put their picture on your fridge. I want you to put it right front and center, like right so when you have to open up the door every day, I want their face right there, and I want you to pray for them. I don't want you to just pray for them. I want you to pray my blessing upon them. I don't want your prayer, oh, they hurt me and they rejected me and oh, God, my pain. No, I want you to pray for a greater outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I want you to pray promotion. I want you to pray for blessing. I can't tell you how many times I grabbed that picture and I just wanted to rip that thing in shreds, light it on fire. Lord, don't you? Yeah, of course he knew. month 6th now I want you to begin to so financially into their ministry and I want you to do it anonymously there's something that happens when God touches your pocketbook and you have to give people money that you don't have that there began to be supernatural deliverance in my life I'm, get, I'm about to get to the word of the Lord because some of you came here to this entire weekend for what I'm going to say. And it's going to challenge you deeply. About a year later, I got a call. It was the man. He said, hey, I want to I take you out to lunch. By that time, honestly, I'd been totally healed. How I knew that I'd been healed is when he told me he was sorry, it literally did nothing in me. I just said, I forgive you. It wasn't a pain, it wasn't a wounding, it wasn't a scab, it was just simply, I forgive you. He said, well, my wife and I were headed to the mission field. Just want to let you know our transition. And literally before I could even catch the words, I said, our church would like to become your first supporters. Did you know that Heart of the Father ministry Literally supports monthly the man that betrayed me. That's how good God is. Well, he did this, and they did that. Honor your fathers and mothers. Lord began to say to me for those of us in this room. There are those of you in this room who have not honored your father and mother. You have not honored your biological mother and father, and you have not honored your spiritual fathers and mothers. Here's what I believe the Lord told me the altar call is today. It's time to write a check. You're not going to give it here. You're going to give it to them. I believe the Lord is asking you to consider, so I don't have the money, good, God will give it to you. I believe that the Lord is saying two things. One, he wants you to sow a significant seed into that church leader or that spiritual that wounded you and hurt you. And then there's another group who they haven't wounded you or hurt you, you've just not learned how to honor them. You've not learned yet how to make a significant investment. Well, I'm looking for a mom or a dad. It's time to learn how to become a son or a daughter. Many of you know our story about My parents' divorce and about how I left school and went home and held my dad's hands up and all these different things, how we've tried to honor my mother. We've been through significant challenges as a family. I was sharing in Texas last weekend because this message is very near and dear to my heart because I know the power and the blessing that honoring your father and mother unlocks. I was on the Sid Roth show last year doing a show with a man named Leif Hetland, who has a powerful ministry to Muslim countries, and he sat me down and said, hey, I want you to tell me your story. So I told him my story. I told him about the rejection of the pastor. I told him about my family. I told him all these different things. And he looks at me and he says, do you know why God has raised you up in this nation at such a young age? He says, do you know why you have crazy favor everywhere that you go? He said, I hope this doesn't offend you, but it's not because of your gifting. It's not because of your dreams. He says it has zero to do with any of that. He said, here's why God has blessed you. You have honored your father and mother. As soon as he said that, it was like, boom, a stick of, I said, oh my gosh. I could look at my life and say, every opportunity that I've been given, regardless of how they treat me, what they did to me, what they said to me, I have sought to posture my heart in such a way to honor my father and mother. Many of us as watchmen, your future is rejection. I came here to tell you the truth today. God's going to call you to serve this guy and that guy. God's going to have this assignment and that assignment, and it has nothing to do with whether they're going to listen to you, and it has everything to do with how's your heart. So what I'd like to do today is just ask us just simply to close our eyes. And I believe that the Lord wants to do some deliverance in this room. The Lord wants to uproot unforgiveness the Lord wants you to remember when as I mentioned before the vision that I had was many of us with clipped wings many of us like a dog bleeding out the Lord wants to heal those wounds Come on, I want you to fight through because I'm telling you, some of you right now, it's called spiritual warfare. You're uncomfortable, you're agitated, you're ready to go eat. I'm telling you, there's a spirit warring in your life right now. Some of you, you're going to feel the anger, you're going to feel the rage. Some of you, there's no anger or rage because you're numb. You killed off the feelings years ago because they hurt. God, I'm asking right now for those that are numb, let them feel again. Some of you need to come down to this altar right now. You know who it is. As we pray today, I want you to seriously consider sowing a financial seed. And to either a father or mother that deeply wounded you. And that by sowing the seed, God will release you. Or there could be those of us in this room, the seed is supposed to go to a spiritual mother and father you're learning from, you're growing from. The Lord says, I'm raising up a company of watchmen in this nation who will learn how to honor their fathers and mothers. Come on, just let it out. If you can't cry here, you can't cry anywhere else. Some of you, it's time to put Saul down at the altar. It's time to put your sexual abuser down at the altar. God, we're asking for the spirit and power of Elijah to come. Lord, that the hearts of the sons and daughters, I just break a spirit of self-righteousness that says it's not me, I'm healed. I break the power of deception in this room. give us your heart today a heart to forgive come on say their name say their name I release and then say their name what does bringing up their name do to you What do you feel when you say their name? Could be an indicator you need healing. If you're sitting down, let's just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, we're praying into the spirit and power of Elijah. It's just not where are the fathers and mothers, it's where are the sons and daughters? God, give us grace to posture and position our hearts. Let us be unoffendable. Let them go. Let them go. Choose the better way. Forgiveness let him go let him go God I'm asking that you would remove the reproach off of Lakeland Lord let this be a city that chooses to forgive Let this be a people that choose to forgive. Let the spirit and power of Elijah come. God, we're just asking for a greater measure of your heart today. Can we agree in this room, Lord, we want to be messengers that have your Word and deliver it with Your heart. God, I ask that You would give us a heart for Your Bride. hearing God say let them go before you can say let my people go you have to let them go that's a word for somebody before you can say let my people go you have to let them go God, we pray blessing upon our enemies. I just want to take two more minutes and I just want you, if you can think of someone that's hurt you and that's wounded you, you can tell how healed you are by how easy you can pray blessing on them. Come on, just ask God bless them. Pour out your Spirit upon them. As you bless them, you're uprooting the bitterness. As you bless them, you're uprooting the unforgiveness. hear some of you saying they're, they're not alive anymore the Lord says you can still choose to forgive today we forgive our fathers. We forgive our mothers. We forgive our spiritual leaders. God, I'm asking that You would raise up watchmen in this nation that would faithfully declare Your Word of the Lord. Your Word, whether we're rejected, whether anyone even listens. God, work on our hearts today. and David had to be taught how to honor Saul. If we want the authority that Saul walked in, we have to learn how to honor him like David did. The Bible says that David's heart smote him because he cut Saul's garment. God, I'm asking that you would convict us, God. That You would come after us, Lord. That You would restrain our tongues. Oh God, if we're being duped and deceived into moving in the accuser of the brethren, God, I ask that You'd break the power of deception. Teach us, honor God. Heart, I'm about to pray some dangerous prayers I've just been waiting give you one more minute I'm telling you the Lord is about to do something this morning Just has got to get our hearts ready and prepared for what he's asking me to pray and decree there it is just let them go let them go you're living in the past I'm calling you to the present in the future cut that ball and chain right now God says, I'm releasing the ministry of let them go. Where was God? I was right there telling them not to do it. I was right there telling them not to say it. I am not the author of your pain. Come on, let them go. The church is not your enemy. The church leaders are not your enemy. Your parents are not your enemy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. All right, I'm going to begin to pray. I want you to begin to agree with me. I'm going to pray for the spirit and power of Elijah to come. And God is going to begin to reconcile. God is going to begin to restore. In the name of Jesus, I ask would you release the spirit and power of Elijah in this room. That you would reconnect that You would reconcile that relationships that we have cut off, that bridges that we have burned, we ask in the name of Jesus, let them be built again. I release reconciliation. I release restoration. We say let the sons and daughters come home. I declare over your household a spirit of strife and trouble would be canceled now in the name of Jesus. I speak to your bloodline and I say unity. Unity, unity. I speak to fathers who are separated from their eldest born sons and daughters. And I release the ministry of reconciliation in this room. Lord, teach us how to honor. Teach us how to sow. Teach us how to invest. Come on, we're praying for revival. Revival is sons turning to fathers And fathers turning to sons Lord, release the spirit and power of Elijah, we pray God, I decree that the phones will ring God, I decree that the emails will come in 2019 will be a year of reconnection Come on, I just feel like we're in a divine window here that's going to pass. Say their name. Say their name. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord if you know He's working on you. God, do it. Do it in the name of Jesus. Families reconciled. Sons and daughters turning to fathers and mothers. Stop waiting on them to do something, and You do something. God, we thank You for the low road. We thank You for the road of humility and forgiveness. I'm telling you, this thing is in some of your bloodlines. We speak to your bloodline, to the generations, and we cancel every demonic assignment to separate sons from fathers and mothers from daughters. Come on, some of you need to contend for a minute. And say, Jesus, I plead your blood over my father, my mother, my sons and daughters. Break the back of this curse in the name of Jesus. Come on, I'm telling you, you can do it. Some of you, you're on the tipping point right now. come on I'm telling you if you need to scream and get it out do it if you need to shout and get it out get it out if you you need a good nasty cry get it out if you need to let them go let them go The spirit and the power of Elijah is here. <gasps> Come on, let's everybody stand and begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Come on, I'm telling you the spirit and power of Elijah is here. Allison, let's begin to ask for the rain. I want to begin to ask for the rain. Rain of healing. Rain of cleansing.